Hey, Anthony, what, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Logo? How's everything going? Everything's going well, so welcome to the uh, new episode of the Dodgers, Lakers, Patriots, and Rams podcast, which covers the NFL and NBA and MLB weekly shows. I'm your host, Laura Antonio. Today, for the MLB segment, we're going to talk about the Diamondbacks and Rockies 2019 seasons. And for the NFL, a recap of Super Bowl 53 and what the Patriots and Dolphins and Rams will do this offseason. And for the NBA, we'll just talk about NBA Friday and what's been going on with those crazy trades. But first things first, let's start off with the Super Bowl 53 recap from last week between the Patriots and the Rams. But tell me your overall thoughts in Super Bowl 53. Great game for both defenses, except for the fourth quarter. Tom Brady didn't have such a good game, but Edelman was the Super Bowl MVP, which that was good there. But talk about my favorite parts in the Super Bowl 53 is that I got to see both of my favorite teams in it in the Super Bowl, but I would have liked more offense. And um, and also, uh, and the good of the Super Bowl is that both my teams played, but ultimately the Patriots won the Super Bowl. The bad part was, that the TV ratings went low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, nowadays everything's so driven by uh, social media and, you know, not many people really know the game of football, but you know, they watch it just because it's the Super Bowl. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, just because it was a low scoring game doesn't mean it was boring. But, you know, the different things. Yeah, it started out with defense for both Patriots and Rams. Both defenses played well, but if you look at it this way, don't blame Jared Goff for having a bad game in the Super Bowl. He has a lot of room to grow, which you and I could see. Jared Goff is already the face of the franchise for the Rams and already is their franchise quarterback. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I wasn't too sold on him, but going into the Super Bowl, you know, um, being able to play in a clutch environment like that, you know, kind of seemed like he wasn't rattled going out there and uh, doing his thing. You know, ultimately, the Patriots defense kept him under wraps. And, you know, the play call was the best they had. But uh, for the most part, uh, I do see a bright future. What were you saying again? No, I was just saying I see a bright future for him. Yeah, absolutely, for Jared Goff. But before we get into some offseason moves for the Patriots and Rams and offseason preview, so – Let's switch things up a little bit here in our in our talk right here and talk about the Dolphins. And obviously, they're expected to release Ryan Tannehill. But in my latest mock draft, in my first version of that of my mock draft that's released, I have the Dolphins and Giants switching spots and the Dolphins drafting Dwayne Haskins. Do you think that's a move that Brian Flores wants since, if the, since the Dolphins are most likely going to move on from Ryan Tannehill and that Dwayne Haskins will be the new man to succeed Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback for the Dolphins? See, um, the only thing, the only problem I have with that is um, for them trading. You know, for the uh, 
in effect of it being a rebuild. I don't believe that they're going to just um, trade picks away or, you know, trade something away in order to move down. Um, so, you know, taking Haskins, you know, if, if he goes in the, you know, if he goes in the top ten or whatever, and I can see it happening, but, you know, in a rebuild, I don't know if you actually want to just, uh, you know, start giving away some picks. Even, even though it can be for your future, I don't know of any quarterback in this draft that can. Yeah, I mean, so so with the Dolphins, um, talk about Brian Flores, and he's a good defensive mind. And do you think that he could potentially help with the defensive issues with the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do like him. I do like him for, you know, for that, being able to um, come up with a scheme because, um, you know, Matt Burke was uh, not good. And just overall, I mean, they have the pieces in place. You know, we may need some, uh, you know, D linemen, somebody in the, um, especially on the interior to kind of help out. But, you know, um, with, you know, the rise of Xavier Howard, and, you know, you, now you got Minka Fitzpatrick. You still got a big piece of Rashad Jones. Um, your middle linebacking core is still very young, and but really talented and fast. So I believe he can help out with some of the problems, but I believe um, it's more about, you know, who, who he uh, finds, you know, coaching-wise. And, you know, he's been making a lot of moves on the coaching front. So... I believe that's going to be that like that's going to be the biggest force for defense and offense. Yeah, for the especially for the Miami Dolphins. Um, maybe I'm kind of thinking that for this is what I also heard today. You guys might cut Danny Amendola, and I would be open for my Patriots to bring in back Danny Amendola. Yeah. Um. I believe because um they did the Dolphins uh, paid him. They paid him a decent amount of money over two years. I think it was something around thirteen million for two years, which I wouldn't be um mad about them getting, you know, rid of that salary. Although I wouldn't just I wouldn't just cut him, you know. I would maybe try and, you know, if if they could pick up something, you know, if they have to cut him, like whatever. But he's a great veteran presence, and you know, if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna have to pay him that anyway. I don't understand why you wouldn't keep him. Yeah, I I mean, the thing is, hopefully if the Dolphins release Amendola, hopefully the Patriots get him back. But here's the thing. If the Dolphins release Ryan Tannehill, do you think you guys could trade with make a trade with the Colts and get your Kobe Brissett in Miami and give him the chance to be the starting quarterback? Ooh, maybe 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 like a bridge, like a bridge type of quarterback. Someone that can, you know, come in and, you know, do the job while, you know, they wait for next year's um, draft to come around or, you know, a big free agent to come out so they can pick up the future. But I don't believe that Jacoby Brissett is going to be, you know, one of those guys that can come in and actually, you know, take a, you know, like take a franchise. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I actually played against uh, Jacoby Brissett in high school. And, I mean, phenomenal athlete, like really, you know, really good. But I don't think he's going to be the – like I don't think he would be able to lead, you know, whatever the Dolphins have going. Yeah. 
Yeah, so with the Dolphins, so Brian Flores has hired some Patriots people on his coaching staff, like uh, Chad O'Shea, the wide receivers coach of the Patriots, is now the offensive coordinator. Um, Patrick Graham is the defensive coordinator. You have Jim Caldwell as your assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach. And um, and then I think that's pretty that's, – that's, that's who the Dolphins have hired so far out of the former Patriots. Yeah, 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 definitely starting to look like a Miami Patriots, um, which is, you know, I can't, I can't say, you know, that it's a good thing or a bad thing because, you know, just with uh, so many different coaches that we've been through in the past and watching these guys, you know, it's, um, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, kind of what they do. But um, I, li- I like the swagger of Brian Flores. You know, he's not saying he's going to do this and that. You know, he's kind of a um, soft-spoken guy, you know, just like, you know, we're going to try and get the, um, you know, this team turned around. And, you know, I'm going to bring in the staff to do it. And then we're going to put the right players on our team. And then we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, for sure about uh, that part. But what do you think about – are you kind of have mixed feelings about Adam Gase now as the head coach of the New York Jets, now that he has Greg Williams as his the defensive – coordinator now oh no 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 i really um yeah i could care less like to be honest man i mean we gave you know and maybe they could have gave um giving gates a year you know but you know the fact that he kind of came in and you know they were in the playoffs in 2016 and then he just gets rid of all of the talent expects to win, and then, you know, now we're talentless, but without Jarvis Landry, Sue, Jay Ajayi, you know, like, young pieces that could have built the core of the team, so I, you know, I mean, I don't really care, he can go do whatever he wants to do with the Jets staff, you know, maybe it'll be the same for us. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins will, I think they're going to be a 7-9 and nine team when it comes to the Dolphins, so expect the Dolphins to go 7-9 and nine in 2019, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would say, yeah, anywhere from anywhere from seven and nine to nine and seven, but just like that kind of middle tier, you know, not really, you know, not not as bad as you know Browns like a couple years ago, but also not good enough to, you know, find a. Well, obviously, you know, I mean, having Tom Brady in the division, you know, just not being able to win that division. Although I'm sad that Brian Flores left the Patriots, I'm happy for him, and I'll root for Brian Flores whenever the Dolphins play the Jets or the Bills. But as just long as the Dolphins don't play the Patriots, then I'll cheer on Brian Flores, though. Yeah, 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 man. I'm with that. Uh, you know, I was I had to cheer for the Patriots during the Super Bowl. I mean, I really don't like the Patriots, but, you know, I hate everybody going against the Rams. And, um, in all honesty, I just don't think the uh, Rams could have been there after that call, man. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and now let's go on to some Patriots stuff and, and what you think is going to happen. So, a couple questions here. You think the Patriots are going to tag Trey Flowers, and do you think either Gronk or Devin McCourty retire? So, who do you think will retire out of those two? For me, I think McCourty will play, play a little longer. But with Gronk, he could play another two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see Devin McCourty. I see Devin McCourty. I mean, he's being, he's like a team player type guy. I see him playing a couple more years. But to be honest, I think Gronk is gone. 
I think, um, you know, in just battling through this uh, postseason and being able to kind of ride off on top is, you know, I believe, you know, that's something that he wanted and that's something that he gets to cherish. But, you know, between, you know, all the injuries and he stayed primarily healthy uh, through the end of the season. But between the back injuries and the concussions and the neck injuries, I believe he's I believe he's gonna call it quits before, you know, something like bad happens and he has to be forced out of like to retire. Yeah, I think if he decides to retire, I'll miss Gronk. I mean Gronk's gonna be a he's gonna be in the Patriots Hall of Fame one day, a future Hall of Famer in Canton. But I mean, if the if Gronk retires, I mean Brady will still have Edelman to throw to, but I'm kind of expecting the Patriots to use the draft to get a tight end. And I expect them to to draft Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually do have them getting um, a tight end late in that first round. And um, if that kid TJ from Iowa is still available, I believe they definitely will get him. But, uh, yeah, 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 that seems like – I mean, that seems like a place they want to go in because I don't believe – and even if they don't – you know, even if Gronk doesn't retire, I believe they're still going to have to find somebody to um, take that role. Oh, yeah, of course. That's why I expect them to draft uh, Irv Smith Jr. because I'm a fan of Alabama football. Bill Belichick has a very good uh, friendship with Nick Saban, so that's why I, I think I think Irv Smith Jr. will be their pick at 32. Yeah, it could be. I haven't watched um, I haven't watched much film on that guy. Um, I know they've been talking about the kid out of Iowa a lot, though, and he's going to be the first tight end to go. So Who's that from um, Iowa? Um, TJ, TJ, oh gosh, I'll find it later and um, we'll come back to it. But um, yeah, tight end out of Iowa, I mean, just like freak, freak of an athlete, almost like a wide receiver, you know, more of a wide receiver, but can also block. And I believe, you know, he's right up the Patriots alley. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, um, that's the, I think the route that the Patriots will go, but now with Shiano is the defensive coordinator, so expect both the McCordy brothers to stay. Now that Greg Shiano is now the defensive coordinator of my Patriots. Yeah, for sure. Now with that being said, let's talk about the Rams now. So, few questions I have for you is, do you think Sean McVay is going to receive a contract extension? Do you think Marcus Peters will receive a contract extension along with Akeem Talib and Jared Goff? And do you think the Rams should keep Fowler, Sue, Saffold, and C.J. Anderson? Um, so, I do believe that Sean McVay, Sean McVay has to receive a contract extension, you know, because, I mean, he's doing, you know, he's come in, you know, and just kind of set the league on fire, you know, had a really good season last year you know, made it to the Super Bowl this year. And I believe, you know, he's kind of uh, creating, you know, he's creating a mentality, like a winning mentality over there in Los Angeles. And so I believe that he will definitely get a contract extension. Um, Marcus Peters is kind of still up in the air. Along with um, a lot of those, a lot of those other guys, like I mean, Jared Goff's a done deal. And eventually they're going to have to um, set money aside to pay him. But as far as like Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters and those guys go, um, I believe 
I believe they're like really good trade bait. You know, they may keep them for, you know, maybe um, another year or two. But I believe the Rams, like when they gave everybody, uh, you know, they pretty much gave everybody a one-year contract extension, like a one-year contract, just so, you know, because they were in like win-now mode. And they wanted to do like everything they could to win this season. Which, you know, I mean, they fell, you know, they fell just short of winning the Super Bowl, obviously. But, you know, trying to re-sign, I mean, and those, like, the players that they signed, so, like, Brandon Cooks and Ndamukong Sue and Dexter Fowler, all those guys, I mean, they're going to, like, they're going to demand a lot of money, and I don't believe that the Rams can pay all of them. No, they're not going to be able to pay everybody. But who I think the Rams are going to keep for sure is Saffold and and C.J. Anderson. But extensions for sure will be Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, because um, C.J. Anderson, you know, especially being a running back and being number two to Gurley, I believe, you know, it's a really good compliment, and they're not going to have to break the bank to pay him. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, so that I was hearing a fake news story that, NBC's Mike Florio was saying that if when it's Goff's free agent year, the same time Kirk Cousins is a free agent, um, they were saying that Kirk Cousins should could be a could be a Ram, but I don't see Kirk Cousins being a Ram because I expect Jared Goff to get his contract extension done before the 2019 season begins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins highly overrated anyway. Like to go to a team like the Vikings, who were, you know, what, like thirteen and three last year, um, you know, with just like an average of and you know he was supposed to take that big leap, and you know to come over there and be such an elite quarterback, like with a really good defense and a really talented offense, and you know just kind of crash the bed. I don't really know, you know, I don't know why people are so high on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but are you but but did you do you agree with me that you think that the Rams will get Jared Goff's contract extension done before the 2019 season kicks off? Oh, I don't know. I think they're gonna. I think they're they might wait just because you know they want to try and you know have money to put together a team you know to hopefully be back in the Super Bowl next year. So they may wait after the 2019 season, but if they can, you know, if they can sign everybody and restructure contracts the way they want to, I believe he could get paid by the uh, beginning of 2019. Yeah, but are you saying that you think Jared Goff's going to get a contract extension with the Rams at some point, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely at some point they have to. I mean, like, for what, you know, what he's done in the last, you know, ever since he stepped into the league, you know, you kind of have to. It's if he continues on this, if he continues on this road, you know, you have to or somebody else will. Yeah, so Jared Goff right now in his current deal, he has a fifth-year option in his deal. So his fifth – so it looks – most likely the Rams are going to pick up his his fifth-year option in his rookie deal, which is which is a given. But, um, but what you're saying is you think that Jared Goff will be a Ram for a long time. Yeah, definitely. But you're not saying he's leaving, though. No, no, definitely not leaving. I mean, franchise quarterbacks only come around um, every once in a while. 
and you know, but he's been successful so far. So I don't understand why you would feel that way. But you're saying, but you're saying is that you think Jared Goff is going to remain a Ram for a long time? Yes. What is that? Yes. Oh, okay. But with that being said, now that we talked about contract extensions, expect the Rams to get to extend Goff now. Now that they extended pretty much everybody, it made Aaron Donald the highest paid player on the team. Um, let's talk about some early free agent targets for the Patriots and Rams and also the Dolphins. But for the Patriots and Rams, I don't expect them to uh, to use the free agent that much, free agent to market that much, because I expect the Patriots and Rams to, to retain some of their – most of their free agents of their own, because I expect the Rams to keep LaMarcus Joyner. And for the Patriots, I expect them to, to uh, franchise tag Trey Flowers and also keep their special teams core intact – with Steven Gostowski and Ryan Allen. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, the Rams, yeah, keeping LaMarcus Joyner. With the Patriots, though, I'm not really I'm not really so sold on the fact that they would, um, you know, keep, like, keep the free agent, especially Trey Flowers, who's, you know, who's going into, you know, potentially becoming, you know, one of the highest paid DNs in the league. I mean, because, you know, if we'd seen before Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins, you know, once they reached the end of their rookie contract, you know, they were, I mean, they were pretty much canned after that. So, you know, the fact that the Patriots may keep Trey Flowers is kind of a toss-up. Oh, I mean, I do expect the Patriots to keep Trey Flowers. Why wouldn't they lose him? Because Trey Flowers is – is there is going to be an anchor in that defense, and I think he can grow into that next Willie McGinnis type player on the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, you remember though, Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins were those same guys, and you know, once it came time to get that big contract, you know, they put um, they traded him to somebody else, or they let him go in free agency. Oh, okay. I mean, talk about now. I mean, I mean for. I mean, and for the Rams, I expect them to retain a lot of their free agents of their own, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not really um, too keen on the Rams um, maintaining a lot of them because of, you know, because of, like, what they offer. Because, certain, you know, some of those guys are going to demand those big contracts. And, you know, the fact of having, you know, some of the best talent in the league, Oh, but are you saying is that they'll retain some of their free agents? Like LaMarcus Joyner, Roger Saffold will stay for sure? Yeah, yeah, I believe those guys, I believe those guys will stay for sure. Um, some of the, some of the other guys, isn't Brandon Cooks coming up on free agency? No, the Rams already extended him. Oh, they already extended his contract. Yeah, they already did. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know, maybe, yeah, but those two guys definitely. What were you saying again? No, no, no. Talking about LaMarcus Joyner, um, definitely they're going to um, – I wouldn't see why they wouldn't extend his contract. Yeah, and then maybe since Cooper Cup is coming back, the Rams could also add Deshaun Jackson to potentially help with the special teams department. Do you think the Rams – if the Bucks decide to move on from Deshaun Jackson, do you think the Rams will pick up Deshaun Jackson so that he can help with their special teams? 
I believe he could, but I believe he's getting um he's getting a lot older and the fact of like just um having him help out with your special teams might not be the right like my, my, might not be the right fit. But you know, for somebody that can stretch somebody that can stretch the field, um, you know, and on top of like on side of like Robert Woods and with the return of Cooper Cup, I believe he could be a great addition. Yeah, I think Deshaun Jackson, what he and uh, Josh Reynolds would be the team's uh, fourth and fifth receivers, respectively. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's what I, that's what I see there when the Rams want to get Deshaun Jackson, you know, because Sean McVay knows him very well. So that's why I think it's a, he's a potential uh, free agent target or trade target for the Rams. For sure. If you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And for the Dolphins. Whoever's a free agent, who do you think they could target this this off season? Um, I do I do like some of the some of the D lines are coming out. You got like um, and I believe I believe the Cowboys are gonna um retain Demarcus Lawrence, but you know some teams maybe entertain a couple of offers. He could be he could be uh, one of those guys. Uh, Grady Jarrett from Atlanta could also be one of those guys. And um, one of the, one of the big pieces I thought the Dolphins would potentially trade for would be um, somebody like Ronald Darby, which you know is a good one-two punch with Xavier Howard, the cornerback from the Eagles. And you know he's coming up on free agency. I believe he. I mean, I believe he could be a main target as well. Do you think the Dolphins will keep Senoris Perry? Their line, like their running back, their running back room is so stacked. Um, you know they've had them for the last three years, and people, you know, there's always um a lot of people like above him. But I wouldn't see why you wouldn't entertain maybe a trade, maybe something like a sixth or seventh round pick for him because he's a really good he's a really good running back. But you know we don't really use him; they use him on special teams more often. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Dolphins. I think they just need defensive line help. You know. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's where that's where our struggles are. You know, Cameron Wake's coming up on, you know, free agency, and I don't believe they're going to be able to pay him what he what he wants. You know, and at age thirty seven, you know, we really don't need to. You know, we want Cam Wake to be a Dolphin lifer, and he also wants the same thing. But, you know, it's, we also understand that it's a business. And, you know, I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be able to pay him what he wants. Like, yeah, our, our interior linemen need a lot of help. So maybe we can go after that in the draft. Yeah, I mean, the draft would be good. But the offseason team needs for the Patriots, Rams, and Dolphins. But for the Patriots, they need pass rushers and tight ends. And for the Rams, outside linebackers for sure. And for the Dolphins, interior defensive linemen as well. And a quarterback maybe. Yeah, definitely a quarterback. And then so D-line help, O-line help, and a quarterback. And for the Dolphins, so so you think the Dolphins are going to get are going to cut ties with Ryan Tannehill before the new league year begins. Oh yeah, definitely. Um because if, if they if they cut him, they actually get eighteen million, you know, compared to actually paying him twenty six million. 
So, so they want to go in a route to save money? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if you're talking about, you know, you got a whole new coaching staff. You know, you're on the rebuild. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't use the word tanking just because, you know, nobody who loves the game of football is going to go out there and lose. But if you're going to actually have a, like, a hope of building a team for the future, you need to save as much money as you can. And the fact that, you know, I went through some of those guys uh, watching uh, Case Blexton and Doug Lee Ulong, and they were kind of talking about how, um, they can, how the Dolphins can actually save, like, around $90 million, um, by cutting and getting rid of some players. And so, you know, if they do that to, you know, it was only like maybe like four or five players. If they can do that and sign a couple people, you know, we'll be in pretty good shape. That could happen for sure. But I, like I said, I predict that the Dolphins will move up to the sixth spot in the draft and get Dwayne Haskins. I don't see that out of the realm of possibility. Um, it, I mean, it would definitely like, you know, I wouldn't mind the move depending on what they have to give up for it. Oh, absolutely here. Yeah. But um, with that being said, um, we'll talk about mock draft stuff, a little early mock draft stuff next Friday. So um, my final NFL thought for the day is that I think that uh, I'm, I want a, a rematch in Super Bowl 54 down in Miami, which will be in your home state next year, another Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down for it, especially if the, you know, if the Rams can continue on the level, like at, play at the level they're playing at, and you know, I mean, there's nothing that's gonna change my mind about the Patriots. Uh, what were you saying again? No, I was saying that there's nothing. You know, um, I'm excited to see, you know, the Rams and the Patriots and see kind of what they do next year. Yeah, and uh, I do expect that both those teams will play in Super Bowl 54 in your home state down in South Florida. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Since it's going to be in your – it's going to be where the Dolphins play next year. Yes, it is. And then the following year, it's going to be in Tampa, which is up the road from you. Yep. Since Since you're from Miami anyways, and since the Super Bowl will be closer to you next year. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, national championship as well. There's gonna be a lot of good things coming down to Miami next year. Is the national title game in Miami next year for football? Yes, it is. And also, the it's the national title game and the Super Bowl the same year. Yes, sir. All right. Anyways, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about MLB stuff, but an interesting topic to bring up regarding JT Real Muto on the Marlins. So we'll stay right there, and we'll keep our viewers informed on that.